Brian Johnson is the epitome of my demons. He is the reason I don't go to bed at night. All right. Well, there we go. Welcome back, welcome back, everyone, to the Coconut Curry Podcast, a podcast where we are officially on winter break. Much yes. deserved, much enjoyed. If you're new around here, we are three college students. We go to the University of Pittsburgh. As mentioned, we're on winter break right now, and we chat about sports and hopefully offer a fresh new perspective on things. Sometimes we talk about our life. Stay tuned for the Christmas episode next week. True. Um, if you're new around here, please like, comment, subscribe. It helps our channel out a lot. And happy holidays to everybody watching. Um, it's great to be a sports fan during this time specifically because we got the yes. NBA season finally heating up. I feel like everyone starts to tune in right around the Christmas time. And then the NFL season right now, like it's reaching insane. its apex. He's yeah. Back. Like, John Morant. Feel, oh, yeah. John, John Morant is back. back. That was that was quite the entrance uh, did, wait, for him returning. Before we go into anything else, did anyone see the quote of him saying, like, someone called 12 or something? What? Okay. It was. <laughs> There was something. Someone tweeted like, "Ja, don't celebrate. <laughs> like, keep the celebrations down." He's like, because <laughs> they were scared he was gonna like pull out. Gilbert Arenas was he got suspended for a gun violation, and then when his first game back during his uh, like, walk in cele- walk in, uh, yeah. announcement whatever, he like flashed the guns, like, <laughs> and they're like, "Ja, don't do that." Well, that was like, who is the guy that got drafted from Alabama that had like the gun thing happen to him? And like during his Brandon Miller, they had they like patted him down. It was like, yo, (laughs) officer. I swear, I didn't know that I was dropping off a guy with a gun to kill someone. I didn't know. I swear, I swear. All right, dog. I love, I love, love, love when players. Like, especially college players have no self-awareness it's like <laughs> there's no way you didn't just like make fun of the fact that you were almostly almost criminally charged with something with murder <laughs> with assisted murder that that would be like jalen carter celebration after he gets a sack being a yeah, like, car. Like, <laughs> jordan addison oh my god oh yeah like jordan addison oh like, imagine like jordan imagine jordan addison like pulled up his jersey and underneath was like a I go this fast, like if you yeah. got a touchdown or like I run faster there's... than my car or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> or if, uh, yeah, just uh, college athletes have. I promise I didn't bet on this game. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be so funny. Or if that you did, like, would uh... be kind of funny. I'm not gonna lie. If he was like, I promise I didn't bet on this game. <laughs> Anybody who's drug tested, like doing like, oh yeah. Like, injection pretending to pee in a cup or something yeah deandre hopkins i promise i didn't take more horse trank yeah i (laughs) promise guys oh i forgot about that deshaun watson spanking like oh (laughs) scoring that's like a massage (laughs) yeah yeah just would would not be good um but anyway aside from cringy celebrations (laughs) that hopefully wouldn't happen um we're here to talk about week 15 of the nfl and then preview some week 16 games um we're gonna start oh, with the big games, we're and right into it. we are yeah. getting right into it. And with the biggest story of the week, the biggest game of the week on Monday Night Football was the Seahawks at home defeating the Eagles twenty to seventeen. If you're not familiar, Raj and I are both big, hard Eagles fans. So Raj, we're hard Eagles fans, hardcore <laughs> Eagles fans. Uh, well, not hard at the moment for the Eagles. <laughs> there, yeah, there's certainly none of that going around. Uh, Raj, like. I'll just kick it to you. Just give your perspectives on the Eagles dropping their third straight game. You know, I, I was like, okay, 
we were going to drop one of these games and it was to Dallas. I was like, or the Niners. I was like, okay, whatever. And then again to Dallas, but we didn't even put up a fight. Offense looked terrible. Fumbled three times from our big three. Okay, you know what? Regroup and we were on the road. Let's just kill Seattle because they have Drew Locke at QB. And all you have to do is just make DK angry and he's going to fight somebody. Like like I said, have Reed Blankenship say something to him, and next thing you know, Reed's at the on the floor and DK's ejected. Whatever. That's why you should have sent in one of your like your like third string guys and just fought DK and had them both get kicked. We sent in Darius Slay with his bet like post op knee, just like yeah, just he's just like he's just like standing there, like he's like on crutches and just just like trying to punch him. Yep, and you know I'm watching the game. That first drive, you know, that's like a textbook's very good drive. We killed like at least eight to nine minutes handed the ball off smart play calling we scored and we took almost half and half of a quarter off the clock mm-hmm. and i'm like that's a textbook drive right there you killed a lot of time you control the game and we we're controlling the majority of that game until, you controlled 90 percent of that game until the last about two minutes the last Seahawks drive and a minute 30 seconds yeah something like that and um you know that fourth quarter just um a couple things i observed um you know, we didn't need to send a deep pass to uh, Quez Watkins. We really didn't need to do that. We just needed a first down and kept doing what we did the first. An egregious game. missed PI though. That but was bad. Yeah. On, but but you can, again, you can't have yeah. that happen. Like exactly. you just can't throw that pass. It's just. Dumb I think pass. on that. I think on that play specifically, because there were some Eagles fans like, well, they're not going to call the PI against the Eagles. It's like, yeah, but there's also a point of just don't throw the pass. Like yeah. he was, he was. It wasn't like the PI meant he wasn't covered. Like Love had him covered. I think it was yeah, like it wasn't like, great had, coverage, but like he was still close enough that it's like, dude, you got to be like really trusting your receiver to get this ball. Yeah, and it wasn't a first down; it was a third down and five or third down and yeah. six. Yeah, that like, didn't could have just thrown a quick check down. Like, <sighs> also, and Roger, we'll get back to you in a second. This has been the thing that frustrates me the most about the Eagles recent with the play calling or decision making by Hertz. This team is the same exact team who said we view every first and 10 like a first and nine because we can get a yard automatically on the touch push. And sometimes they get two. So you can almost view anything as first and eight. So when they're in third and six, third and five scenarios, you're only looking at getting three or four yards on any given play. So the team that prides themselves on, don't worry, it's always four down territory is a team that's throwing the ball 30 yards downfield on third down. Like, it goes against the exact thing they pride themselves on in the beginning of weeks, in the beginning of the season, where they're just like, yeah, we don't care if it's a short field, like for, short fourth down, we're going for it. But they, on third down, they throw that out of the playbook They're because they, they don't put themselves in short fourth down territory because they chuck the ball downfield. Yep, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> exactly. We were up by, I forget what we were up by. We were up at that point, And there was about, I think like five-ish, something minutes left in the game, whatever was left in the game. And on that third down, I was sitting there. I'm like, okay, cool. Just go game manager mode hurts. Just, you know, get the first, do something simple. You know, you have AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, DeAndre Swift. I, 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 you have a lot of talent on offense. And yet you threw a deep pass to Quez Watkins. I know he's speedy Batman, but there was no need to throw that deep pass on third and five. We just needed the first. And honestly, I kind of like having Matt Patricia on the sideline because the defense played pretty well besides that last drive. And that was only because James Bradbury got toasted. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to say, 
I think a lot of people after the game were like, well, uh, Matt Patricia's defense, like, look at that, got cooked. Like, it didn't yeah, make like a big it difference. Really they got cooked in the bad. final. I was like, and everyone, some people were like, it's Drew Locke. Whatever it was, the Eagles had let the Seahawks score 10 points at home on them in the first part of the game before the last drive. Mind you, they were starting two rookie cornerbacks. They were down their all, like an all-pro cornerback in Darius Slay. They had constant injuries throughout the game. And they're, and they're in a tough spot all the way on the road. And they had let yeah. up 10 points throughout the game. Meanwhile, this is all while James Bradbury is getting cooked for six catch, six attempts, six targets, six catches, 102 yards, and let up a touchdown. Like Bradbury got cooked all game, and the defense lets up 20 points. And people were like, Matt Patricia's like, defense looked good this week but the problem is when you're the when you're a team and you only score 17 points you leave yourself open to losing games based on one lucky one unexpected one trick play that's why you reduce your margin for error and the eagles had opportunities to score 20 points 24 points and so on and they they didn't take advantage of that i think one minute and 43 seconds left in the second um quarter they get the ball back after the Seahawks scored. And I was like, okay, we'll either like, we'll run the clock down. We might have to kick a last minute field goal or whatnot. Mm-hmm. The Eagles ended up having to punt the ball back to Seattle because they yeah. had a completed catch and then like three straight incompletions. No, the clock doesn't run. They had to punt the ball back to Seattle with a minute 43 left. And it's like, that was a prime opportunity to go down, get three points at a bare minimum. At least you don't have to give the ball back to Seattle. And they gave yeah. it right back to them. Cause I mean, Something like that you can kind of tell is the difference between, unfortunately, how the 49ers are just like a tier above the Eagles right now. Because look at like the 49ers game. They were up like 42 to like 16 or something. They let in a stupid tough touchdown, like where like people just stopped playing basically. And the dude like (laughs) ran into the end zone. And it's like if you only scored like 20 something points, like Arizona could have been winning that game. Like if you only scored three touchdowns. Like Arizona could have been up twenty-two to whatever, but because they're up by forty-five, it didn't really matter. Like, but then that's the difference. Is like you see, like okay, well, there's a different tier of offense here, where they are just putting the ball in the end zone every single drive of that first half, basically. Like they are barely ever punting, barely ever turning the ball over, and it's like they are just controlling it the entire time. So they can, you know, things happen. It's football. Like some stupid crap might happen every once in a while. But you have that greater margin of error to let in something dumb like that happen. Then it's like, okay, well, we're fine. Let's just hold on to the ball for the rest of this game, kick a field goal. We're still going to win 45 22. Like, it's fine. Yeah, I just, it's simply, I think people want to keep pointing fingers to the defense because we had the whole defensive uh, coordinator controversy. Sean Desai gets moved to the booth. He's still a defensive coordinator, but Matt Patricia is essentially the acting DC. The they field, don't want yeah. to, yeah, they don't want to demote him, all that. A lot of drama. But at the end of the day, the defense doesn't have the star talent the offense has. I don't know if I can name a better situation offensively than you want to be in than the Eagles. You can make an argument for the 49ers, but the Eagles have two very good slash great receivers. They have a very good tight end. He's underrated, but very good. They have Swift, who's a very good running back. They have two Hall of Famers on the line. Yeah, they have two Hall of Famers on the line and a line that is top five in the league, no doubt. They haven't been playing that great recently, but they have top, they five, t- top five talent in the league, probably mm-hmm. rated the best offensive line coming into the year. And even the, the side pieces on offense, like Rashad Penny, Boston Scott, 
Gamewell Watkins, like Gamewell Watkins. Um, they like they've got a solid team set up there, and they have Jalen Hurts, who came in second in MVP voting last year and got a fifty million dollar contract. So, you look at the offensive pieces and you say that team needs to be helping out the defense because what our team didn't spend money on was the secondary. So now as an offense, yep. you need to sup- That's what Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs did for years. They had um, Tyree kill at wide receiver. They had Travis Kelsey at Patrick Mahomes and they had a bad defense. And that's what the question mark for the chiefs is always like, is their defense going to hold it together? And they did in super bowls, but it was on the chiefs offense to overcome the deficiency on defense because they just had more talent at that position. The Eagles offense is not overachieving and covering for the mistakes that the, the Eagles have on the secondary. So I would never, even Jack, James Bradbury got cooked all game. He's a, he's yeah. a cornerback three right now with how he's playing. And he was playing like a cornerback one because of, um, because of the, the deficiencies and the injuries to slay. So mm-hmm. I, of course he got cooked. Like he was playing yeah. one-on-one with receivers. He shouldn't be playing one-on-one with, but as an offense, you have to score more than 17. And that comes down to Jalen hurts, not throwing two interceptions. As Agent simple as that came and clutched this game. <laughs> yeah, the former I mean, the giant. First, the first interception, in my opinion, is egregious. Like you're throwing the ball in a spot of the field where it should not be thrown. You should not be throwing a deep pass in that situation. Um, just something I don't think should be happening in that spot. You you've got a team. You can march down the field, whatnot. And the second one, you can say it was the end of the game, but there was still time left to get down and kick a field goal. You only needed a field goal, so you. You didn't end the game on an interception because you tossed a Hail Mary um, or you needed to get 90 yards. Still time because you needed a field goal. You had two yeah. timeouts in 12 seconds. And we have three left. Elliot. Yeah, I was going to say with a, with a kicker that has made multiple 60-yard game-tying, game-winning field goals. So you, yep. your, your margin of error is a lot bigger there. And you throw it into double coverage. Yeah, there was there was a picture of like – the, it was like whatever the sky cam it was like behind Jalen Hurts and he missed um Devontae Smith on the left side who was pretty open but the one that was egregious was Kenneth Gainwell there was nobody he was on a, like a six-yard check down there's nobody within 25 yards of him like yeah that dude could have ran for 25 yards because they're at midfield they're literally at midfield yep. like exactly on the 50 that dude could have ran and got 25 yards without slid anyone down. even coming I close mean, to it slid down out. didn't even risk it take the timeout you're good. You could have had like another six seconds maybe to try something and then like you just kick a field goal and you're fine. And but they went what's, the concer- and it and what's concerning is and I, this is the take I've been on more recently is there's been a lot of bad sky cam footage from Jalen Hurts about him missing guys and throwing in the coverage he shouldn't. And you paid the guy $50 million a year to be your quarterback making the smart decisions and right now he's not getting the job done. Um, Do you... Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to just say, like, do you think that that's um, Jalen making those decisions? Or do you think that's the offense coordinator in his ear saying, like, throw this pass? It it has to be Jalen, in my opinion. And let, if it is the team, then they need to figure it out. Because when you pay a quarterback $50 million, you are paying him to be to audible out of calls. If, if you see something at the line, you're paying him to make the plays off schedule and all all the stuff. So... If that's fair. You're Jalen if you're Jalen Hurts and the offense coordinator is like, hey, you should really be looking for AJ Brown on this deep route, and you see you're using your eyes, you're going through your reads, and you see that there's a check down there for a free 20 yards. I don't like it doesn't matter what your coach told you to look at pre-snap. Like you go through your progressions, you make the read and you move on. 
If, yeah. if you if you make the right play, it's not like Sirianni or Brian Johnson's going to be like, Jalen, I told you, you should be looking downfield. Like you have to make those reads. You, Andy Reid doesn't go off. Does, and Patrick Mahomes doesn't come off the field and Andy Reid go, Pat, I'm mad that you didn't throw the guy to the ball to the guy I thought. Like you pay your your quarterback to make that type of money. They should be like coaches on the field. And yeah, some people some people have said Jalen Hurts. He only played for that half of the year, and then he played for the full year last year, and then this year it's only his third year. But I throw it out the window. You got the money. Like mm-hmm. they didn't. They're not paying you to be great in five years, six years. They're paying you to be great right now. You make one of the most expensive contracts in the league, and I don't know where I would rank him in terms of quarterbacks. But I, he, I don't think he's been having a top ten QB season, and I don't feel like that's a hot take. He leads the yeah. league in turnovers. He's tied with Sam Howell, Josh Dobbs, and then jo- Josh Allen is the outlier. But Josh Allen's a way better quarterback than him, and it's been a way better he's, established yeah, quarterback. Josh Allen is him. a true like gunslinger, where it's like he's going to lead the league in touchdowns, but he is also going to have a decent amount of interceptions. Not as many as like a Jameis Winston, like a thirty for thirty, but yeah, yeah. still a decent amount. Yeah, that's Josh Allen's mo, and that's I hold space for Josh Allen to have a lot of turnovers but and Jalen Hurts' touchdowns and his ability there has been by his legs and I give him credit for going in for tush pushes but I would probably estimate about half his tush pushes could be done by running back um either a running cat could take the direct snap or they could just do a a regular running play and get those in because you can you can teach somebody pretty like I'm not saying it's easy but like you can kind of teach somebody like if you needed to like pull your quarterback and just do a direct snap with the same thing. Like you could put a yeah. running back in during those plays. Like uh, yeah, and that's to. not and that's not to devalue Hurts taking those those yeah, tush pushes. But it's when when you see the numbers of twenty four total touchdowns or whatever he's at for the year. But then you have it's to like add how con- many of those were pushed. Yeah. Yeah. Those are those aren't Patrick Mahomes total touchdowns or mm-hmm. um what's another guy like even Josh Allen doesn't he doesn't feel like he runs in for a lot of touchdowns. Like he's really throwing but he the ball. He runs in the those end. in. He's not like pushed. Like those are yeah, yeah. Like using his legs and scrambling to get in. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And and whatnot. So my take on the Eagles is if you ask me if they're fraudulent, it's in a couple like levels. Are they frauds in terms of making the playoffs? No. They're gonna make the playoffs. They're a good they're a good football team. They Okay, thank are God. Ten, I was worried there for they're, a sec. <laughs> they're ten and four. They're gonna probably win a first round playoff game we hope and there it's not like the season's okay, you over you guys can beat like i'm trying to think about what team might sneak into that last but like you'll beat like yeah. the rams or something like that that like sneaks in i mean i think i think a rams could be a tough spot oh my God. um you'll be fine calm down no i think we i think we i would put money on those to win the game i think we'd ultimately win but i think it could be a tough spot but if we play anybody from the nfc south like we'll be favorites and i don't i would <laughs> expect us to win that being said, it would be tough. Yeah. Tougher now. Are they frauds in terms of Super Bowl expectations? Absolutely. Yeah. They were fair. they were second in odds to go back to the Super Bowl this year. It felt like a Chiefs Eagles rematch was on the rise. They go they're ten and one to start the year. Now they're Super Bowl favorites and they lose three straight games in bad fashion. And it's the constant for me, it's the constant post game. We need to make changes. Do we need to change the play calling? We're changing the defensive coordinator. Um, why isn't Jalen Hurts playing well? The scheme is bad. And that's if if we're talking about are they frauds for the Super Bowl 100%, they're not going to make the Super Bowl. 
they're not going to make the NFC Championship game at this rate unless things change. They're easily the fourth best team in the NFC right now in my eyes. I don't think there's an argument for... I think Detroit is has to be considered oh, better than the Eagles okay. at this point. Because okay. I view the Broncos and the Seahawks on vi- kind of similar footing. I would say the Seahawks are maybe a little bit better, but I would yeah. say they're they're comparable teams right around that like 12 to 15 and teams in the league. And the Lions just annihilated the Broncos and... And whatnot. Also, the Lions would carve up the Eagles secondary right in the middle of the field. Yeah, I mean, that offense would do, like, what would you have, like, Amon Ross St. Brown just running all over the place? Like, Laporta would be, he would have, like, a Hall of Fame game. Like, <laughs> no one is covering him. Yeah. So, yeah, the, Eagle, the Eagles are frauds in terms of Super Bowl. I, unless things change, they're not going to make the Super Bowl. And that's what I've come to, ex- like, my expectations have moved yep. to. Um, of course, still looking tight. I think people are giving the Eagles a little bit too much credit in terms of these last three games as if they are just given games. They're two division games, and they're a game against your head coach that left like your old defensive coordinator who now is the head coach of the Cardinals. So mm-hmm. I, I think the Eagles will win all games, but this idea that like the Eagles will win out, they'll be the second seed, they'll be fine, is like I would have everyone slow their roll a little bit on that. The Eagles have just lost three straight games, and they had like, they haven't been good looks. The mm-hmm. first, the game against the Cowboys and 49ers, they were utterly destroyed. The game against the Seahawks, they couldn't, they mustered seven second half points against the defense that Seahawks defense is cool. They're not, they're not elite. They're not world beaters. Okay. First of all, Julian Love is bad in coverage, period. He's not yeah, good like in he, coverage. I don't know how he had two picks that game. He's actively bad. Because again, because Jalen Hurts is like, I think he's targeting the guy Julian Love is covering because. He's like, this guy isn't good, but you can't throw the ball because the guy is bad and then hope your receiver makes a play. You can only do yeah. that if you're throwing to Tyree Kill, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, those type of guys. Yeah. Well, Not AJ... Also, the ball was just underthrown. Like, yeah. Twice. Because like, if you had him, yeah, if you had him, if you just overthrew it, if anything, it would have just been incomplete or give him a, given him a shot like Drew Locke did at the end there. Yep. Where he through jackson smith and jigba he threw him deep and far and it was like he got like a fingertip catch and it was amazing but he gave him a shot like there's no defender that could have covered him and yeah very happy for yeah. drew lock by the way that dude's a stud i love him yeah i mean i i was thinking at the end of the post game text our group chat i was like drew lock is like actually kind of likable like hearing like, him on hearing the press him, conference like, tear up like at the end of that where he's like you know like everybody had faith in me like gino was hyping him up like everybody was like so happy for him because like you know he hasn't really gotten like a real fair shot in the nfl and like he's like no, he started now, his, he started with the broncos right yeah, yeah. he was like with yeah. the broncos who were god awful and then it was like he never got a fair shot and then they just sent him off to seattle in the russell wilson trade but they like everybody it, he seems like a great locker room guy that you would just like love to just like hang out with because like you see him doing like his old like college celebration of like putting the suit on like that was like so good like yeah he just seems like and he was shouting out like he was like yeah like like he was he even said he was like we were really leaning on kenneth gainwell or no not kenneth gainwell um kenneth, kenneth walker, walker. Um, Kenneth Walker, like the entire time, he was like, "Yeah, I mean, he did the heavy lifting for us." Like, yeah, I loved it. 
Yeah, I, I think I think that's what you want to see in a backup quarterback, right? Like a guy who comes yeah. in, brings swagger into the locker room, brings swagger into the game, and yeah. does some exciting. Things. I think that's what's fun about Gardner Minshew. Like we have the Minshew exactly. magic every yep. once or twice every year, and he's a great locker room guy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Raj, any any final thoughts on the Eagles and kind of where they stand going into these final three games? You know, it's not worth spending my time worrying about this team. I'm just going to wait and see what they do. Maybe okay. maybe they'll give me some Christmas Day miracles. Hang on. Hang on. Miracle? You're playing the Giants. Let's calm down with that I'm one. Going to do those <laughs> okay. Let's, okay. Time out. If I were to hand you a piece of paper at the beginning of the year and said, you will sign this and the Eagles will be 13-4 and four going into the playoffs, would you sign that? I would first ask, what teams did we lose to? No. Nothing. Just... 13 and 4. If I told you you lost to the Cowboys and the 49ers, would you mean that? Oh, no. I would be fine with that. But if I heard Jets and um, Seahawks, that's another story. Well, if you heard Jets at the beginning of the year, you would have thought Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Jets would have been a whole different story. You're right. You're right. It would have just been, that would have only been one bad loss. I mean, and that's, and that's just, Peter, what you're saying is exactly where, like, I think some people got overboard. Like, Eagles, in terms of a good team, are still a viable playoff team. Absolutely. They're fine. They're fine. But, but there's just in a ter- different in terms of, of team for playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. They, they've they've moved themselves out of, in my opinion, Super Bowl contender tier. They are on the yep. outside looking in on yep. what teams I think right now can win a Super Bowl. And granted, that bubble is really small, but I don't see a path for them getting out of the NFC mm-hmm. at the current moment, just based on the fact that I think they probably lose any second round matchup they're in. And yeah, it'll be Cowboys or 49ers like Cowboys, 49ers or Lions. And yeah, I'm not sure they can beat any of those teams. Mm-hmm. So just a win well, game now. We'll wait you'll win the last on. three games. So you're good. <laughs> Moving on to the next game. This was the game that gave me a lot of hope for the Eagles because the Cowboys got annihilated by the Bills who were playing <laughs> yes. at home. And. What was but ex- guys, what? there was there was the flu going around in the Cowboys <laughs> locker room. It was their flu <laughs> game. They're sick. They're sick. You don't put up ten points like that. They looked like garbage the entire game. Yeah. Um. Uh, Bills obviously like Cowboys came to their house, wrecked them. The Bills were favored to go into the game, which is controversial in its own right because people were like the Cowboys being underdogs to a t- uh, seven and six Bills team, but. They're underdogs for a reason. The Bills got the job done, despite Josh Allen throwing for a mere 95 yards James and only having Cook. one touchdown. James Cook cooked. I mean, 179, one touchdown. They just, I, this felt like a game yes, where the Bills yes, just sit. Hmm? Two touchdowns? He had, he had a receiving and a Oh, okay. Probably looked like Barry Sanders. Good Lord. I know. I mean, this, this just felt like a game where the Bills coaching staff and um, Ken Dorsey, no, uh, no, um, no. Candace is gone. It's Joe Brady, I think. Joe, Joe Brady. Yeah, yeah. Joe Brady. It just felt like a game. That they said we know we're better at this one aspect. Like we have this one big advantage. Our running game is just better than the Cowboys' defense, and they hammered it. The Cowboys couldn't do anything. No, they didn't. It started off where the they Cowboys looked kind of like, well, oh wow, they're really going to attack our rushing defense. They tried to put extra guys in the box. They tried to do what they. It didn't matter. They just got destroyed, and that's what a running, a good running attack can do. Yeah. Your team just took all the life out of the Cowboys. Something, uh, a really good take that I that I heard. Um, it was uh, AJ Hawk said this, and it was that coming into that game, um, the Bills, like obviously everybody was like, "Oh, look, it's so confusing why the Cowboys are the underdogs, like all this." But the second that game started, and the, like the run game started going, 
you could tell the Bills were like the alphas in the room where like they were pushing the guys off, like giving them that extra little shove. They were like pushing them off of them, like getting in their face, kind of like after plays and stuff like that. Like they were out the Cowboys like the entire time. Yes. Like they, they established like, no, we're going to run right through you and there's nothing you can do to stop it. And the Cowboys just took it like they just straight up. They, they sat there and they let the run game just hit them in the mouth and there was nothing they could do because when you get like, oh, well, the Cowboys have a great pass rush. All right. We're not going to pass the ball that much. <laughs> we're just going to run right at you. They're like, they're like tough. We're going to, we're going to run. <laughs> like, yeah, we're... And I think when you look at a team like the Bills, you, it's easy to say, and I've been a very big Bills hater going into the year. I wasn't believing in but... them, but if you look at what has happened this year, they lost the first, like they so they're eight and six now. Mm-hmm. They lost the first game of the year against the Jets by six points. Horrible it's a, loss. It's a horrible loss, but it's an overtime. It's the first game of the season. They lost on a punt, a punt return, mm-hmm. um, and whatnot. So that's a, again a, a tight loss in a weird situation in Week One. Yep. They destroy the Raiders. They destroy the Commanders. They destroy the Dolphins. They lose by five to the Jaguars. Yep. They beat the Giants. They lose to the Patriots. Another bad loss. They eat the Bills. They lose to the Bengals. They lose to the Broncos. In a game where they had 12 men on the field, which if yep. they didn't have those 12 guys in the field, they just straight they up win the won. game. Yeah. So that's like the first loss. that They have a loss in overtime to the Jets to start the year. Mm-hmm. A 12 men on the field against the Broncos. They destroy the Jets. They lose to the Eagles in overtime after the Eagles kicked a 61-yard field goal in the rain, in the, in the rain to go send that game to overtime. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Cowboys. There's three losses on that schedule where very easily could have been wins. I mean, the one is 12 men on the field. So you're yeah. really looking You're looking at a very easily capable team that should be, that would be not their eight and six, so 11 and three. Yeah. And like that, even, during not, the, even during the Eagles loss, it's like if Gabe Davis turns the other way, that's a touchdown. Yep. They win the game right there. Yes. So, like, th- this Bills team is very, like, they're in the range of 11, 3, 8, and 6. I feel like 8 and 6 is kind of their floor. Yeah. And if you want to ar- argue the Chiefs game could have gone the Chiefs way, go ahead, be my guest, then you can say they should be 10 and 4, but that puts you in a whole different class with the Bills. Then or you're simply in the we- Eagles category right there. Yes. Of like one of the better playoff teams. And like they would fully have solidified themselves as a playoff team, not like on the fringe, kind of like trying to knock it like that last spot. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it a little bit last episode. At this point, would you be shocked if the Bills were in the AFC championship game? No, not at all. Not after this game. No, because they've they've been a good football team all year. They're in a crowded AFC right now. They lost some games they shouldn't have lost. They've mm-hmm. had some weird performances, but I give Sean McDermott and Joe Brady and that whole entire team a ton of yeah. credit for sticking together. They had had all this drama. Sean McDermott is making 9-11 references <laughs> in his pregame speeches. It gets, it gets out. It's where he's apologizing. They, had to, they fire their offensive coordinator in the middle of the year and all this stuff, Stephon Diggs is disgruntled throughout the year. <laughs> all, all, yeah, all this kind of stuff. And you hang in there, you take all the blows, and now suddenly you're, you just had a big game against the Cowboys. You have a schedule that you can very easily just straight up win the division and have a, host a home playoff game. If you beat the, if the, if the, if the, if the Dolphins lose this week to the Cowboys, which is very possible. And yep. if you, if the Bills beat the, Dolphins, which I just straight up think the Bills will beat the Dolphins in week seven. Right now, I think they easily can. Yeah. Yeah. 
then straight up the Bills just win the division and there there might be the two seed, potentially the three seed, but I it's just I give a lot of credit to the Bills staff. I'm I'm impressed and this is for yeah. some from someone who has not been pre- impressed with the Bills the last couple of years. Exactly. Cuz like they cuz I think wasn't it at the beginning of the year that we were saying that the Bills Super Bowl window is sh- like slammed shut, like it's over, like they need to blow the team up and then they just yeah. like didn't stop winning and it's like, "Oh, I'm wrong." <laughs> yeah, I think we had said earlier in the year that this team felt like a team that was kind of holding on too much and they probably should hit the re- a mini reset button because they had missed that window. Like guys were starting to leave. Of course they have yep. like Stephon Diggs, who's great, but then kind of Gabe Davis and kind of hanging out on the mm-hmm. outside and Von Miller and, and all these type of players are on their way out a little bit. So yeah. What does this mean for the Cowboys? They're fine. They, I think this kind of showed that they still aren't untouchable. Um, right now where they are they might have been coming off of the high of that eagles win but i think that the issue is that the 49ers have a great run game and like how nick bosa said that they put out the blueprint on how to beat jalen hurts and the cowboys followed i think that the bills just put out the blueprint of how to beat the cowboys and if there's any team that has a great run game that can punch you in the mouth and get after it, it's the 49ers. Or Miami, so, who they have to play this week. Yeah. Like, the, the Miami could be looking at the film and going, like, hey, guys, we got a solid run game. Like, we can get this going. We can beat this team. So I think that might come to bite the Cowboys in the ass. Of course, they also can make adjustments. They can also bring in some, like, bigger packages to try to prevent the run game and everything. But I think this might be the downfall of the Cowboys and I'm praying that it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I... Go ahead, Rush. I the Cowboys downfall, but I mean, I don't, I, I just don't know what to think of any of these playoff teams. Cause we've seen all of them at their highs and we see them all, all of them at their lows. Yep. And at this point, I just got to wait for whatever January, second week of January, something like that. To yeah. see what happens. Like, I, I just don't understand what this season has been anymore. I think when I look at a team like the Cowboys, I say they need to win the division going on the road. Like they're they're three and four on the road this season. They've lost all of their games on the road and they're going to likely, unless the Eagles lose against twice against the Giants or once against the Cardinals, they're going to have a road playoff game. They're going to have to, it's going to be an NFC South opponent, but they're going to have to go into uh, the Superdome, which is not an easy spot to play, or they're going to have to go into um, the Buccaneers and they're going to have to play that game. And then they're going to have to go on the road, probably to the lions. And I think yeah. that's going to be, or not lions. They're going to have to go into the 49ers. I, Ugh. they're like being the fifth seed for, for them is the wor- like a worst case scenario because they have not shown an ability to win on the road. Yeah. It's just, cause they've lost. Like... Cause they, they, cause even them losing to the Eagles that on, on the road doesn't seem like a bad loss before you saw what they did to them at home. Mm-hmm. So, they could destroy the Eagles on the road. I mean, on, at home, but lost them on the road. Like that's it's very concerning the different level of play between those two spaces. So mm. I'd be very curious to see what they do to a team like Miami, who we all think are frauds. Yeah, um, it's the fraud because, bowl. It's which one's yeah. the fraud? <laughs> well, so I, mean, I think the thing is Miami has Raheem Mostert and De- Devon, 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 A Chain, yeah, A Chain. I'm not his first name. A Chain, yeah. They have two pretty good running backs, and um, I think the Bills have found the formula on how to break the Cowboys' defense. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. Is Tyreek going to be gonna... back during that game? Who? Tyreek. Yes, he should be. Yeah, he, he should, should be, be back. Oh, God. Because yeah, that's it'll... the thing, though. With that team, I mean, once the run game gets established and the Cowboys are just, like, getting tired of the run, you're going to catch one of their corners lacking. And Tyreek's Yeah, because then you them. bring up – because then if you need to bring that front seven in closer, then you're going to have just one slant route. And Tyreek Hill is going to be running a track race into the end and zone. Jerron yeah. Bland is going to be – Put in a blender by oh, Tyreek. No. Oh no! Did that oh stuff no! To They're him. putting him in the slot. Oh Tyreke no! Tyreek is gonna kill him. Oh no! And probably it's... Waddle too. Oh no! It, it'll be interesting because I just think it's an interesting spot. You got Dallas on the road, which they haven't been good all year. Miami playing a team over five hundred, and we just saw the Cowboys get exposed. I think the Cowboys are the better football team, but I'm not sure they're in the the best spot for this game. So. Mm-hmm. That'll, that'll be extremely interesting yeah. there. But the next big game that we wanted to talk about off rip was the Ravens beating the Jaguars 23 to seven. It was a spot. It was a spot. The Jags really needed to have because yeah. that division has gotten real tight right now. And that game really comes down to the Ravens, despite having all these run running back injuries, just 251 rushing yards compared to the Jaguar 75. Yeah. It's, you control the ground game and it just makes it so much difficult, so difficult for the Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, and the Jags had some really stupid coaching decisions where like they like they threw the pass like at the end of the half or something like that. They could have easily just like spiked it and gotten like two passes off or something like that. Like they just they lost that game, I feel like more than the Ravens won it. Because like there was so many times that the Jags just completely choked like right in the red zone and it was just like ridiculous and also like love lamar to death he looked amazing during that game but there was that one pass on like third down i think it was like third and 15 and he like runs around runs around shucks it off to a dude in double coverage who comes down with it like that could have ended horribly (laughs) so didn't and it was sick but oh my god that could have ended horribly (laughs) yeah the jaguars have two fumbles lost like yeah it's but it's the spot where the but Jaguars. Hey, I felt they could have they could have won the game and they yeah. didn't. And now the Jaguars are in a dogfight in that division, and yep. the Ravens are have clinched a playoff spot, and no one's going to touch them for that one seed in all likelihood. No. So I, I think well, actually, it's a... actually, we can't say that because they play the Ravens. I mean, 49ers upcoming, and then the Dolphins win against <sighs> yeah. the Cowboys, and then suddenly we were looking at the the fraudulent Dolphins leading at the one seed. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Gosh, and then, but, I mean, the Chiefs are probably going to win out the rest of the year, too. So it's like, yeah, oh God. they have five losses. So it'd be tough. Yeah, so it'll be but, tough for them to get in. But but yeah, um, I just think the Ravens have continued to show like they're a good, solid football just team. Don't I just lose that much. Like, they don't. Yeah. But I just I just wonder if they have enough talent, top end talent yeah. to do it. Because they just keep losing running backs. Oh, my God. Yeah, because Keenan Mitchell goes down. Uh in this Horrific game, so like, injury. They have like Gus Edwards and Co. Yeah, they have like Gus Edwards and then Lamar running at like eighty percent because he just doesn't want to either fumble or tear something, which is totally yeah. valid. And he's still outrunning people at eighty <laughs> percent. Insane. Yeah, the Ravens team just always feels injured. Like they just I know are fighting everything injured. every year. Oh, yeah, Mark and they need a new athletic gone. trainer. Yeah, Mark Andrew. Well, he could come yeah. back, which is that's true. That, that's the first round buy for them is actually huge because huge, of, yeah. the, of the of the potential Mark Andrews coming back. I mean, I think fortunately not having him is Zay Flowers has gotten so much run 
and they've had Zay Flowers and o- OBJ and some other guys really mm-hmm. getting some good run at receiver. So I think Rashad they're passing. Yeah, I think their Nelson passing game is actually. Yeah, Nelson Aguilar has been playing good. So <laughs> never thought I'd say that, but he actually is playing pretty well, which is shocking. Yeah, so I mean, I think their passing game has been good. Get Mark Andrews back in there, but they gotta find. They just keep finding a way to run the ball well because they just obliterated the Jags on the ground this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, now going on to games, those were the three big games I felt like happened the week, but um, all the games are important at this point of the year, but we'll fly mm-hmm. through some faster than others, starting with the Raiders beating the Chargers 63-21. to That was and disgusting. All I, all, God. The, Chargers, the, Chargers have had, the Chargers have had a lot of tough looks in, in their franchise history, if we're being honest. This... this might have been the toughest look I've ever seen. No, the toughest look is having the number one offense, number one defense, and missing the playoffs. That's yeah, it's okay, be. yeah. That's that's yeah, gonna be. But this is a close second. <laughs> this was not their biggest margin of loss in their franchise. This was the third largest. Well, because oh my god, that's insane. The fact that it was like, wasn't it forty-two nothing going in the half? Yeah. Yes. Like, how does that even happen? Like how do you like it, you're a professional football team, and this game, is, first of all, Staley and GM get fired after this game. Like and it, it needed to happen. Great, I Justin Herbert isn't playing, but I didn't know about the GM. I don't yeah, know he, why G, the GM got fired necessarily. I think like, I think I think the Chargers is trying to clean house. I think which, they, if they're just doing that, it's fair. But like I felt like the GM, like he brought in a lot of talent, like. Like they weren't the struggling is, with cap, but then I guess the forty million over next year's cap yeah. and being like in this this year is just like uh we can't keep you on because this is too egregious. Yeah. Like we're we're we have, we're a five win football team and we're forty million over the cap for next year. Yeah. But um it's just not good. I know they're playing Easton Stick. I this again is a situation where backup quarterback needs to become a more important priority for football teams. You, you're rolling guys out there who can't play the position. Easton Stick had multiple. He picked six on one play, fumbles, turning the ball over. It's not the reason the Chargers lost by as much as they did, but certainly didn't help. You want to hear something scary? Yeah. Keenan Allen only has one more year in his deal. Uh oh. You want to know who was the receiver? Chiefs. Chiefs. You want to know who doesn't want to be on a tanking NFL team? Probably Keenan Allen. Yeah. Uh, We talked about it a little bit last (laughs) week, but I think the Chargers are a team who really need to take a step back for a year or two. Um, You just... This they is need to with the con- like whatever. This is this is with the added context of the Raiders scoring zero points. The game against before. The, yeah. Against Losing the Vikings. Yeah. The Vikings. Not... Not an elite 49ers defense. Not an elite Cowboys defense. The the Vikings, they scored zero points against them and hung 63 on on that Chargers defense. It's God. I, it's I think the players game. just gave up. They they were just like, yeah. we don't want Staley here. We're done. And that, like, yeah. they just stopped playing. Like It's yeah. just like, you know what? Whatever. But my message to anybody who thinks it's just Brandon Staley, maybe you should look at the players and wonder if they're not playing and as good as as they they can be because i can promise you a 
a coach does not lead to a five-win football team. Well, Bill Belichick will talent. get them whipped into shape, so they'll be fine. <laughs> oh God, when they do, they're going to get Belichick. It's he's going to go there. <laughs> I, I don't think he's going there. I, think I don't he think he's lead. He, I we'll get the, into Bell, it. We'll get into it. Yeah, but yeah. Um, a big game. This is a huge game for standing wise. Yes. The Bengals and the Vikings. And the Bengals go to OT and win that game off a huge catch from T. Higgins. Yeah, that was an amazing like catch reach over the side by T. Higgins just to put him in the lead. I mean, that was or I think it was to tie the game up and then they ended up kicking the field yep. goal to win it. Yeah. But yeah. that was amazing. I mean, Bengals are on their are they on their backup quarterback right now? Yeah, Jake yeah. Browning. Yeah, Jake yeah. Browning. Yeah, I mean he's been playing very, very well. Like, I yeah, mean, and they're they're completely in the in the hunt for the playoffs. Yeah. So I mean they could be a li- they could make some noise in the playoffs. I could see that. I don't think they'll make it to like an ASV championship game, but I could see them. I could see them upsetting somebody in the first round. Yeah, yeah. I mean they could. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, is pretty good. I mean, Jamar got hurt, but we'll see how yeah. the season finishes out. I think I think he should be okay. It looks like he more got like banged up and just like kind of like sat the rest of the game mm-hmm. sort of thing, as opposed to like getting super hurt. But we'll see how it goes. I guess, yeah, yeah. This the tough reality for these teams though is there's two teams out of the playoffs right now who are eight and six, which is the same record as a lot of other teams in. So mm-hmm. for a team like the Bengals, you can't. Like having Jamar chase out, it's like Jamar, we need you to play, man. Like, like, dude, we need you now. There's, there's no room, and for a Bengals team who's win now, even yeah. if you don't have Burrow for the entire year, it's like you've got the pieces. You're probably losing T. Higgins after this year. You at least need to hope you can go on some miraculous, like Nick Foles type type run. And uh, ASD that hasn't really had any standouts to me all year. Yep. It's gonna be interesting. It's yeah, gonna be interesting. And then, Another AFC game with massive ramifications is the Colts and the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers, they have no offense. Who cares? They Losing Kenny Pickett, who I don't even think has been good, was tragedy. Is is tragedy because they have nobody else on their team who can play the quarterback position. They're moving off from Trubisky. They're playing Rudolph now. Yeah, it was just disgusting because they were... What, they were winning in the first quarter and then they just... They were up like 14-0 or something and then yeah, then they just fell off a cliff, and then it's like, oh, game's over. Yeah, right. I, I was a Steeler. I, if I was a Steelers, I would just try to lose the rest of your games. They like, lost as soon as that Michael Pittman hit. Yeah, literally, That's they lost right at the moment. That was yep. I mean, well, Justin, I don't think they're gonna have to tank. I think they're just genuinely. They're just gonna. Lose they're the last just gonna. Lose, yeah. It's like, <laughs> and and that's fair. They they very much likely will, but um, I think it's in their best interest at this point. I'm, I I know I've been on the. Just lose, get better draft pick, but the Steel- I think they're gonna the try team. and still lose. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna try really hard and they're still gonna lose them all. Um the question is, does Tomlin get to his nine and eight? I don't think he does. Yeah, he's gonna get it. He sold his soul to something. I don't think I think this is gonna no, because this is gonna be the year that every Steelers fan is gonna call for Tomlin's head and then they're gonna realize, oh wait, we shouldn't have fired Tomlin. Because they're they're gonna get some awful head coach and the Steelers are gonna be garbage that oh, so you're you're anti-fire you're anti bro mike tomlin do you know how many teams would kill to have a coach like mike tomlin i if i was steelers i would trade mike tomlin i would say buddy you've been great we probably need an offensive coach in this in this building 
may, the team has changed a lot in the years, and I would say I think a team like the Chargers could give us a, a second-round pick or something that we could really use to benefit our team, but and I'd who say... who are you bringing in? Like, who's going to be better? I, I, I'm not saying there's going to be a better coach. I think someone who could maybe fit the, the team a little bit more. This, this oh Steelers team is not in win-now mode. I think Tomlin is, and... I think they. I think it would just be better for the whole entire. See, I think this this whole Tomlin or this. I've never had a losing season. I think we've moved past it a little bit, and I think it might be time to get somebody in there who can try to develop this offense, which has been horrible ever since Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown really left. They just have not been a competent offense. Yeah, which I mean. Part of that is Big Ben's fault, and then he's like complaining that the Steelers don't have a culture anymore. It's like, bro, you were part of the reason for their downfall. Don't be yeah. acting like yeah. this wasn't on you too. Yeah, not. I don't think it's like Tomlin's fault. They're bad. I would not fire the, if, if you're like debating between firing the guy or keeping him on. You you definitely don't fire him. I would only move on from saying. him okay. if you can if you can get value from him because I think the long term benefit could be there. Got it. Okay, I see what you're saying now. So it's less of like you don't just outright fire him because tr- you know he's a good coach. You just try to gain as much like as you can and just accept that you're in a full on rebuild at this point. Yeah, like I think teams like okay. I don't want to roll through every single team, but I think teams like Atlanta, um, teams like the Panthers could benefit from a guy and like could use a high pick yeah. on a, like a culture setter, like a high standards, mm-hmm. um, and really raise their level. So yeah. I, but, I would try to move off of them on the Steelers. Fair. But good They're for the Colts, though. Often, though. Great, great for the Colts. That. Yeah. Huge to Shane Steichen. Again, this just, I don't think people thought this eight, this Colts team minus Anthony Richardson would be eight and six and fighting for a division win. And it's just I think a credit him to him. And, uh, oh, who's the Browns head coach? Is that Stefanski? Zach, Zach Taylor. No. Taylor. Yeah. Oh wait, no. no is it Taylor? No, no. Oh wait, sorry. You said Browns. Browns. Browns yeah. That's oh, Stefanski. Right? Stefanski. Yeah. Stefanski. Yeah. Those two, I think, should be in the running for coach of the year, definitely, because they've just had like an ungodly amount of injuries to their teams, and they're still like fighting for playoff spots. Like, I don't. Legit. We forget that the Colt, the Colts had the whole JT drama to start the yeah. year, and they're still there. Yeah. So good, there good, you know. good for them. Um, Lions beat the Broncos forty-two seventeen. Just a blech. Whatever. Yep. Like um, wow, Lions are good, Broncos are bad. Yeah, cool. I think people got a, Broncos had a really big turnover margin in those games. Like they were plus fifteen on turnovers during a big winning yeah, streak, and they just didn't not sustainable. Yeah, I did want to say, I gave Sean Payton a lot of crap in the beginning of the year, and then I gave him a lot of credit. A cre- I gave him a lot of credit when the winning streak. I'm back off the Sean Payton. Like, <laughs> yeah, showing <laughs> showing up your player like that on the sideline and with Wilson with outburst, it's a horrible. I don't care if he's not your guy you wanted in in the room. He's the guy you have, and you know what? He's better and more experienced than a lot of other quarterbacks in the league who are winning. So your job as the coach is to have him ready to play. Like yeah. is that like we talk quarterbacks like Browning, quarterbacks like Minshew. Um, Nick Mullins, like these are guys yeah. who will even like rookies like Will Levis, like these are guys out there who have gotten wins in the league, and like you can't be showing up Russell Wilson mm-hmm. on the side like that. He can still play football. Like your job, you have been brought in to fix the situation because they're not moving on from Wilson. He's got too much money, so you have to deal with him. That's why you, you took the job. Yeah, I mean it was yeah, it, it was absolutely ridiculous. Like like dude, like obviously 
Staley should have been sent to the moon, but at least Staley didn't like scream at all of his players when he was down by 42. But of course, he kind ne- of knew ne- that he was out the door. But that yeah, but he but he ne- never did. The yeah, whole the whole did. stretch of the year, you see coaches, even coaches like the Eagles coaches, they're never talking bad about their players, even though they're like going through it right now. Like this, yeah. you don't, you just don't see that out of a mature. Co- I don't know if like Sean Payton's lost it a little bit in his time off, or <laughs> thinks he can get away with more like than he can. But that's just not. That's not good for the, the culture. Per- yeah. No, it's not at all. And I've, I was a quarterback going into that situation. If I was a Caleb Williams, who maybe a team would come up to draft me like the Broncos, I'd be like, I'm going to go there where their yeah. coach is yelling at their Like, I'd be like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Like, no, I won't. Yeah, I will not be yelled at for, <laughs> for, for making a mistake doing... when I'm a human being and trying yeah. to carry this god-awful franchise. Indeed. Uh, Peter, thoughts on the Giants game? Oh, um, well, I knew this was going to happen. Um, I literally called it that they were going to lose to the Saints. <laughs> um, they, I mean, they played a good defense, and Tommy DeVito didn't look that great. I mean, kind of just happens. Um, his head got bounced off of the turf um, by the one guy. Obviously, he was trying to slide. There was no flag on that one. Um, sick. Thanks, refs. Really appreciate it. You'll throw... Uh, unnecessary roughness or roughing the passer on on a defensive tackle that slaps a quarterback but then someone's head bounces off the turf head to head they're like no, no big that deal. seems good he was trying to slide he slid a little bit late we don't really care um i mean like i wasn't surprised at this game at all like the defense tried to hang in for as long as they could but i mean the saints are just better like on both sides of the ball, they just got a better defense and a better offense. Like there was just nothing that they could really do. The kicker it, got hurt at one point. Like we had our punter yeah. kicking, and he's a lefty. It was the, <laughs> it was just it was such a Giants loss. I was like, yeah, whatever. It and it was a game the Saints had to have. You know, like they yeah, they had to have this game. So um, I give a shout out to uh, Tommy DeVito's agent for getting inducted into the Italian American Hall of Fame. Yes, he did. Uh, the, he has, which is, yeah, as an agent, because I think he has like 19 Super Bowl winning clients or something like that. Yeah, it's something, so. something crazy. Um, didn't know there was an Italian American Hall of Fame, but yeah, there is. There is, yeah. So Congrats. the more you know, um, Giants were looking for the draft. I, whatever. If they end up yep. beating the Eagles once, I cry. I promise you that. <laughs> I will Honestly, be laughing. I my, no more. You guys, I will be laughing so hard, but it's not happening. I know it's not. So it's fine. And if you had told me when the Ravens and Ravens, Joe Flacco and the 49ers and Colin Kaepernick Super Bowl happened, that Joe Flacco in 2023 would be 2 and 0 with the Browns. I would have told you you were lying. <laughs> um, Flacco gets another win against the Bears. And it's just impressive again, by the way, we're talking about Kevin Stefanski uh, just holding their team in there. Yep. The Browns, the Browns are 9 and 5 yeah. this year. And they've yeah, done a majority of this work because I don't, I don't think Deshaun Watson's like a great quarterback, but I, I think he's better than Joe Flacco. I think he's better than DTR and these other guys who have been playing. And could you imagine how good the Browns would be if they signed other free agents and just had Joe Flacco there instead of paying Deshaun <laughs> yeah. Watson three hundred million dollars? Or, or if they had Nick Chubb, if they had yeah. Nick Chubb too, like they would be insane. It's, it's been very impressive. I just wanted to know here. My opinion on Justin Fields is slowly starting to shift, and I was wondering if anyone else had the idea. I've started to think about the idea of the Bears using both those picks they have and 
rolling with Fields for some for, for some more time. I think he's been playing some really solid football. They shouldn't. I just they shouldn't like draft any new QB. Like you you sold your sold for Fields. Just work with what you got. You don't need to draft a QB right now. Mm-hmm. I I I think I agree with that because like you can easily change a quarterback by adding crazy weapons to him. Because like if you add a Marvin Harrison Jr. and like I guess whatever left tackle, uh, either Joe Alt or the dude from Penn State, like you give Justin Fields more time to throw the ball. Because the thing is, is that everyone's like, oh, he's a running back, he's a running back. Like guys, you have not watched any of either a any Bears games. B his college tape is that he still has literally the one of the prettiest passes I've ever seen in my life. Where it was he like throws a it on a rope. yard bomb like literally just a bomb to a spot right to chris Olave against the clemson like in uh in college and it's like that didn't just go away like that's still no. there he just hasn't had any like who's he throwing? darnell mooney like you think that's the number one receiver <laughs> like dj moore is great like he's an awesome receiver well now add marvin harrison jr yeah and dj moore has been ever since fields has gotten yeah. healthy after these He's been a really integral part of their offense. Like yeah. they've started to figure it out a little bit. The Browns, I mean, putting up 17 on the Browns is not unimpressive. The Browns have a very good defense, very good defense and, yeah. and again, the bears are still struggling. So I'm Peter exact. That would be exactly my plan. Left tackle, f- fix up your offensive line in the draft, Marvin Harrison, and just say, Justin Fields, you've got a, a really good receiving core now. There Cole Komet can play tight end. Yep. You've got, you've got guys, Go they can for pick it, up like a so. running back and like a later round, beef up their defense a little bit, like maybe fill out like a guard spot or a center. Like they could be good. Yeah, they could be good. Uh, um, Panthers, Falcons, bleh. I don't want to talk about it. I um, refuse to talk about that game. It was awful. Art Smith needs to go. He, he yeah, Art Smith to go. needs to go. Panthers Roger, talk, Roger, talking about you talking about the Falcons for too long. Um, <laughs> Bucks beat the Packers, who were at home, thirty-four to twenty. It just felt what like the Packers. What the Packers were just getting overvalued too yeah. high. Like, and I, I did Jordan it myself Love a little is the bit. Next Aaron Rodgers, guys, you don't get it. Their defense <laughs> is so good, bro. Made uh-huh. Tommy DeVito look like Brett Favre. All right, don't tell me that. <laughs> and they, and you know what? The Packers also made Baker Mayfield look like he was prime Aaron Rodgers. Perfect passer rating. Yeah, and um, Lambo too. First, yeah, and Lambo quarterback to do that. Yeah. Everybody was on that. Uh, I think the betting line was three and a half for the pa- for the Packers. Everyone was on the Bucks to cover that, and yeah, they deserve to be. And that's a game, a lot of game, like a game that the Saints needed to have, the Bucks needed to have, and they both got the wins. And mm-hmm. they're going to be duking it out for the NFC game. But now suddenly, Bucks are both be a frisky won. one. And yeah, and both of them are viable for the wild card now too, just because the mm-hmm. NFC isn't great. So. Yep. We could get two NFC South teams in there, which is kind of a problem, but um That's disgusting. Yeah, but we'll That's move on disgusting. from that. Um Dolphins beat the Jets thirty to nothing. Bleh, move on. I don't want to talk about it. Wilson got concussed. That's the news. Yep. That's the news for today, folks. Yeah. Um Chiefs beat the pa- Patriots. I also don't really feel like I need to talk about this. Just Kandarius Tony, like needs to be sent to Guangdong, China. Like this dude. If I if I was the Chiefs, I I understand it's not their mo to punish guys or whatever. Like you got to support them. Don't care. At Bet this him. point, I would at this point I would just put him on special teams, and he is actively hurting the team. Yes, it's it it just 
after the drop pass deep in their zone, it's he can't catch the ball anymore. He's lost confidence. He's got like it, you can't put a player out there to play wide receiver when you can't catch the football. And that's what he can't do. So put him in for gadget plays on the run if you need to. He's a good punt um, returner. Yeah, put him in as a punt returner. Like do that. You just can't play him at receiver anymore. He's hurting the team. And guys yeah. like Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey can get can get those targets and. We can move on from Kadarius Tony. Yeah, I mean, Chiefs going forward, like they just need to get another receiver. Like that's I don't care how they do it, they just need another receiver and to kind of beef up their offensive line a bit, and they'll be totally fine. Like because Isaiah Pacheco has been hurt, so that's what that's kind of been like hurting their yeah. offense a bit. But like they beef up that offensive line, their defense is still really really good. Um, obviously letting the Patriots score seventeen is a little bit like. What are we doing here? But there was like a garbage time touchdown at the end there. Yeah. It was like a like the bad pick that was like hit Tony in the hands, bounced off his helmet, and then right to a linebacker. That's like, that's on, the one man. I'm talking about where I'm just yeah, like, you like, are actively hurting. Like, you'd be better off just to whack. Like, the ball comes to you, and you see one guy close to you. Eh, let me knock it down. Like, yeah, I don't want to touch the like, ball. Yeah, it, whatever. Like, that was just like, that was dumb. And I think the Patriots scored in that touchdown drive. So it's Or on that drive. So it's just like, it really should have been like 27-10. Like you take that out of there, or maybe like even thirty to ten or something like that. But like, yeah, just stupid crap like that. Like, just get him off the field, draft another receiver, or go trade for one. You'll be fine. Mm. Another game that a team had to have was the Texans needed to yep. beat the Titans. This oh division's God. gotten so close, and I give all the credit in the world <laughs> to Case Keenum. Keenum. Of all people, pulls out God. the game. Uh, Fairbairn hits that that game winner at the end of the game. Dude. It's this is this could go down as one of the more important games of the NFL season. Which just thinking Case Keenum is doing it is crazy to oh. me. My God, I didn't even know he was still in the league when they trotted him out there. I don't, ev- Brown and Robert Woods. Yeah. Everyone thought everyone thought Davis Mills was going to play because he'd been the backup last year yeah. or the starter last year. And so when Case Keenum was playing, I was like, what? I thought it was going to be Davis Mills. And then he goes out and just wins the game. Yeah. Like it was an awful game, but hey, they won. So who cares? That's all that matters. Literally. Oh, my um, God. 49ers beat the Cardinals to no one's shock. Whatever. Cool. Yeah. Like, I was a little I mean, shocked the Cardinals put up 29 points. but Well, that, that was, was like, there, there was, it should have been uh, 22, I think, um, because it was that last, like, one touchdown where, like, everybody just stopped playing and then the dude just yeah. wasn't down and he just kept running. <laughs> but, I mean, like, that's just like, I mean, at, at, no point in the game was I worried that the 49ers were going to lose that game. Like, even when the Cardinals no. drove down the field, scored a touchdown on their first drive, I was like, the 49ers are still <laughs> winning this game. It doesn't, it, it's inevitable. Like, yep. death taxes and, the, and Christian McCaffrey anytime, like, hitting, that's, that's oh, hitting like crack God. cocaine. Like, that yeah. is, that is insane. And I think this game reached its apex of the party MVP discourse. Uh, he shouldn't be MVP. It should be Christian McCaffrey from this team. Yeah, I was going to say, I I think it, I don't think he's going to win the award because I find it hard to believe that at the end of the year we're going to see Brock Purdy holding that trophy up. I just don't see it. It should be it should be Christian McCaffrey at MVP, Tyree Kill's Offensive Player of the Year. Yes. Done. Well, I, I think if the Bills run the table, 
and then get to and then win the division, I think it should be Josh Allen. But MVP. Yes. If the Bills are on the table, because I think no, I, mainly because I understand the Christian McCaffrey. It's they don't give the award to quarterback, the running backs. So, but it, it's a dumb. Well, I agree, but I have like a hundred oh. years of evidence. Yeah, I know. But so somebody prompted this the other day. How would you feel if they had like you know how in baseball they have like a Cy Young award where it's like yeah. just the best pitcher and then they have MVP is separate. How would you feel if they had like a quarterback Cy Young award, and then MVP was a separate award? That'd be that'd be fine. I just think the NFL's problem is since it's so positional, to say who the most valuable player on any given team, it's I think JJ uh, Watt talked about this before. Of course, it's going to be the quarterback on any given team because. Like Patrick Mahomes then should be the MVP every single year because I promise you the Chiefs wouldn't be in the playoffs this year without Patrick Mahomes. Replace him with like almost any other guy. But then and I think the look 40- at teams like but like let's look in the past when you have like an Aaron Donald who's putting up twenty and a half sacks as a defensive tackle, or like a JJ Watt who's scoring on offense and defense and like stuff like that. Like that, like those players should be winning MVP. I I, get the, I guess the question is though, if you're saying like most valuable player, like you're you're irreplaceable to your football team. So let's say you take an average quarterback, so Baker Mayfield, and put them on the Chiefs, versus you take I don't know who's a good average running back in the league, Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. Put Miles Sanders he's on, the, on the he's on the offensive line. No, he's fine. Okay. Put Miles Sanders on the 49ers. Who's worse off, the Chiefs or the 49? I would say the Chiefs. <sighs> yeah, I guess. And and that's not because I think MVP should only be won by quarterbacks. That's just because I think it's so hard to when you have a a quarterback has to give the ball to other players. And I think that just naturally makes them the MVP of the league. I don't think it's fair. I think they should probably just do straight across positional awards. Um like you are the best lineman in football. You are the yeah. best. Like, like you are the best tight end in football. You are the best running back and wide receiver and, and so forth. Um, even that's if, like, actually a, that's back. a fair take. If they literally just went by position group and just named each of like the best like at like their position respectively yeah. that year. Yeah, because you're right. Because it's hard to just like it's hard to quantify it, like the most valuable player when. You could argue somebody like Trent Williams could be the MVP because he's the best left tackle, and like Brock Purdy would damn near be nothing if he was constantly getting hammered. I mean, yeah, yeah and I in baseball they have the um all the Silver Slugger awards aside. Yeah, it's all positional. Yeah. And I think they don't need to be like who's the left best left tackle, left guard because you start to get into all pro teams. Just but who's I think the best lineman, yeah. Yeah, like just trying to divvy up the groups a little bit more so there's more fair because again, there's just it's really hard to say that if and in my world Bills run the table, they win in the division, then I think it's really hard to say that somebody like Josh Allen, like what other person could you put in Josh Allen's position who would have overcome this? Like maybe Patrick Mahomes, that's about it. Um yeah. and I think you could and but the same thing with the 49ers. The reason I wouldn't give MB, uh, Purdy the MVP is I 100% think that if Baker Mayfield was the quarterback for the, the 49ers, they would be in the exact same position. I don't think almost anything would have changed. Maybe I'd give them one more loss so they'd be 10 and 4. Mm-hmm. 
I think Purdy is a little bit better than Mayfield, but like I think to be a very similar team with a very average quarterback. Yeah, that's fair. And that's why I just don't think I would see him holding the MVP trophy, but the odds maker sure seem sure seem to think it. And Dak Prescott did himself no favors this past no. week. I still think it should go to McCaffrey. I want to see a running back win it. I think if there's a year you say we're breaking the trend, it's this year. Because it's like no quarterbacks are really pulling ahead as like, oh, these are like the best players in the league. Because it's like, you know, Dak had like some like bad weeks, whatever. And then it's like, oh, well, maybe he's going to be leading the MVP race. And then he just has a terrible week. And it's like, oh, well, who's been the most consistent throughout the year? It's been McCaffrey. Well, the option is, I guess, for quarterbacks is Lamar. But has anyone felt like Lamar's been overwhelmingly good this year? And like, no, like he's like he's won plenty of games, but it's like his stats are fine. Like they're not great. And like it's more of like he wins with that team. Like he's a great quarterback for that team. But I don't know if he's as outstanding as like his at least as like his previous MVP where he was like far and away the best player in the league, like hands down. Versus now it's kind of just like, yeah, he's a great quarterback, but he's not like as it doesn't feel like he's as spectacular as it used to be, but he's also mm-hmm. a lot more consistent and just like reliable. I feel like. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So now I would not like to see Purdy hold the, yeah. uh, the trophy at the end of the year. I, I just don't, it's no shade to Purdy. I just think when you look at that team also, everyone's like, ah, the Niners are, have a perfect record when both Trent Williams and D and Debo play. And I'm like, but an MVP should overcome that. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes' receivers are actively working against him. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, so I, so I think the Purdy thing should just. Uh, I I get it though. I get why the league thinks he'll win the yeah. why bet oddsmakers think he'll win it because it's and, what the award has turned into. And the issue is that there's going to be the the narrative of like, oh, well, he was Mister Irrelevant and now he's MVP. It's like. Damn it, that'll be good for the league. They want him to uh, win it. Yeah, Brock Purdy is right now the overall favorite at minus two hundred odds. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's minus like it's not it's God, yeah, minus two hundred is like overwhelming. Seems he's plus two thousand. Dak is plus seven fifty to plus nine hundred across sports folks. Josh Allen is now third in MVP. Lamar two. Hurts dropped Ooh. all the way to two, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten. Well, yeah, Hertz is actively hurting his team. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, uh, and the last game from the previous week was the Rams oh, yeah. being the Commanders. Whatever. It's just a good a good game for both teams. Like Rams win, they're in the playoff hunt. The Commanders lose. I think they could use the extra the benefit of the draft pick. So. Uh, and I think didn't um, there was two fumbles in that game. Kyron, yeah, like, Kyron fumbled yeah. twice. That kind of was the reason why the uh, it was the like two fumbles much, in the red yeah. zone area. Yeah, yeah, because they easily could have scored. At, I mean what, they could have at least scored two field goals on that drive yeah. if he doesn't fumble. So it could have been a much bigger margin of victory, but, like, but they wanted the Kyron's a dog. Is, yeah, Kyron's a dog. He's, he's the reason why running backs are not going to get that paid that much anymore. No, because yep. you get some random running back, you put him behind a good offensive line, and he just runs like a dog, and Dude, it's like, oh. For like and, that's why Chris, and, and yeah. that's why Christian McCaffrey won't win the MVP, MVP award. <laughs> McCaffrey's better than all of them. He is. He's a he, he is. He He's is. a slot receiver and a running back. Like <laughs> as much as I want to like meet Rod Kyron Williams, he is CMC from Wish.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that's the last slate of games. Good week of football. Um, 
it's getting really good right now, especially the AFC. So we're going to yeah. preview some big uh, Week 16 games. Uh, you guys can give me your general thoughts, who you think is going to win the game. Um, first up, we have the 7-7 seven and seven Saints versus the 7-7 seven and seven Rams. So this Rams. could be a potential spot for the wild card. This also could be a, for a division lead if you're the Saints. Uh, so... I both think the Rams will win and want the Rams to win because I think Kyron, they're a more fun well, team. Kyron's going to be a 100-yard rusher. Uh, Puka's going to score. Uh, you're, meet, you're meat riding Kyron again. Dude, you just said you wouldn't do this. stop it. He's good. <laughs> you, you, you just said, I don't want to meat ride Kyron, but... but I don't care. No, but, I don't care. Dude, it, he's too good. I'm going to keep yeah. you riding. I mean... How like pause? Because it because I mean what? So Cooper Cup's gonna go against Marshawn Lattimore, and that then who's going up against Puka? Yeah, yeah, Puka's going for eight hundred yards this next game. Yep, I think it's the Rams winning this game, but big spot for the Saints. Um, yes, they do. Them. They need to win that game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I put the Bengals and Steelers here. I think we all think the Bengals are going to win that game. Okay. but it's yeah, more. I put a divisional you know, game Rudolph, like. like Mason Rudolph, telling you. I put, <laughs> oh, I, put it, I, I put it here because the Steelers do win. Both teams are eight and seven, and tied in that division again. Oh so it is a it is a big <laughs> spot, but yeah, I mean it's like uh, it's a divisional game, isn't it? The second time they're playing each other. Um, yeah. So it's like it's yes. hard to beat a team twice. Like you know, you never know. And also, it's the AFC North. They could just knock each other out. <laughs> like, yep. Another game that again might not be turn out great, but the Lions are playing the Vikings. That is just again just crucial for game, yeah. Vikings seven and seven. That's everything. Uh, the Lions pretty much have that division wrapped up, but, but they need to win this game in order to wrap yeah. it up. Yeah, and the Vikings need to win this game to stay alive because they are yep. seven and seven tied with some other teams. Like the NFC picture looks like currently. The sixth seed is held by the Vikings at seven and seven. The seventh seed is held by the Rams at seven and seven. The eight is the Seahawks who are seven and seven, and the nine are the Saints who are seven and seven. So for the Vikings, they need to win this game because if they don't, they could mm-hmm. very well find themselves in eighth, ninth place. And it seems like the Vikings they have no reason but to win. Like they're not they don't need a worse pick. They Yeah, they're, they're sitting, ready to like, contend, right in the middle so. and like they're ready to go. So it's like they, they need to they need to prove they can win in the playoffs because I mean, last year they got knocked out by the giants after uh Daniel Jones masterclass, which I never thought I'd be saying. Um, but <laughs> those two don't go together. Those two don't make sense. But um, yeah, like they just need to prove like for their culture and like for their team, they need to go out and like show like, Hey, like we're contenders for the play well, for the playoffs at this point. But like, they just need to like slowly step their way up. It's like, okay, we lost, we made it to the playoffs. We lost last year. We got better. We had a lot of adversity this year, but if we go make it to the playoffs and win a game, it's like, look, we're getting better. We're trending up. Like, we're going to be able to do this. Yep. Um, Browns at Texans. That's a that's huge a game. game. I think it'll. Yeah. I, I think it'll be a really fun I game as well. That game. I think the Browns should win it. I think their defense is good enough to stop Case without Keenum. Del- and without Tank Dell and Nico Collins, the yeah. offense for the Texans are so, so slowed. Yeah, yeah, the Texans has taken taken a lot of injuries. I'm gonna actually take the Texans in this game though, because I think I think we could see a little bit of regression from Joe Flacco on the road. Is Stroud um, back next he, week? He should play. Okay. Because I know the um, Texans this last game, they had a laundry list of injuries. 
And I think a mm. lot of those were just players that like were banged up and they just needed a little bit of rest because I know they didn't have Will, Will Anderson Jr. on defense and stuff like that. And he's yeah, been, he's been very solid as like a game wrecker. So like, I think they'll get a lot of guys back for this game. So I think it'll be closer, but I still think the Browns might get the win just because mm. the the Browns defense has been healthy all year and has been playing lights out yeah. all year. So it's just like it's going to be hard to like. It's going to be really hard. I know CJ Stroud's awesome, but minus Tank Dell, um, and then like with all the other injuries to his like skill position players, like it's just going to be hard. Yeah, it was a fair take. I'll take the Texans. Um, Jaguars, Bucks. I just they're all big games for a reason here. Um, yeah, the Bucks Jags are playing for should division. win this. The Jag absolutely should win this game, but the Jags have not but, been impressive. And also Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I think the yeah. Bucks have this game. Oh, Ooh, you're gonna upset. Okay, okay. I like it. Can you get check the live line, Raj? See what uh what yeah. Vegas is saying. Bucks versus Jaguars betting lines. And while Raj looks at that, um, Cowboys Dolphins. What fraud is, watch? I feel fraud like, watch. Yeah, it's this game is massive for the Dolphins in so many different ways. It's actually pretty irrelevant for the Cowboys because the Eagles run the table. The Cowboys are locked into the five seed no matter what. Yeah. So. Um, it could really matter little for them, but again, I think if they win, it's, it's, they need to just win for themselves. Like they just need yes, to prove 100%. that. Like they need to like build up that momentum going into the playoffs and like prove to themselves again. It's like, hey, we can still do this. Like especially on a big game on the road, like yes. this, and you say we're past the road. You can put that out of your head. Yeah, go ahead, exactly. Raj. Um, hold on. The money lines are even. Both of them are both minus one hundred eight. Okay, what's the spread? Uh, the spread is one point, well, one and a half. Uh, oh, and that's just because the oh the, the Bucks are favored. Dang, yeah, they are. Well, that that's probably why they're favored. Is just because yeah, they're at home. I would, I would probably. Ha- I don't know. I'm not confident in the Jaguars though. Like, Ooh, I don't know. This is a terrible game to bet on. Awful. It, it, it's well, I like the Jags haven't been that impressive. Trevor's still a little hampered and. The Bucks are playing good football like, and they're I would at just home. Bet the I over for this game at 43 and a half. Oh, I don't know if I would. I don't I think each team will score 21 plus. I think the game the game will end 21-24. Oh, but I'm not betting the game though if you're talking about like a couple points on that. Like I would have to be confident. I also bet the over in the Bra- in the Ravens Jags game and I got crushed. <laughs> oh, we can talk about it here. I bet for that game. I was sitting in my I was driving back from Pittsburgh with my dad and I was like, "Oh, the over 44 was, I think it was over 44 for the Ravens Jags and the Jags plus four. I was like, this is a free parlay. Lost both of them. <laughs> like yeah. both legs didn't hit. Just absolutely got destroyed. That's a, yeah, that's a great value. Yeah. Plus 190 is really good. Oh, no, no, no. 490. Oh, 490. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're not talking about the Giants. Um, but yeah, Cowboys, uh, Dolphins. I think that's a, I think the a big. I go Dolphins on that one. I mean, I I'm think... rooting for the Dolphins because I hate the Cowboys. But well, yeah, oh well, I've, I'm of course rooting for the Dolphins. There's no other option but to root for the Dolphins. I also think the Bills kind of cracked the code on how to break Dallas. I think so. The yeah. Ball down their throat. I just the Dolphins are so fraudulent against winning records that it's like, the statistically the Cowboys are above 500. And the Dolphins are really bad against teams that are 500. So I yeah. think I'd 
that the Cowboys. I don't know what the line is, but uh, the line is one and a half is the spread. Dolphins favored minus one twenty two. Cowboys plus one oh four. I think I would just take the Cowboys just on. I just don't think the Cowboys are. I mean, the Dolphins can beat good teams, but we'll see. I could see that game going either way. And then, I you would think the Ravens at eleven and three, and the Forty ers at eleven and three would be a good football game. But <laughs> the 49ers are just so much better than everybody else. So you don't think game of the year? You just think blowout? I mean, and Vegas is telling you it's going to be a blowout. They've got the 49ers here by five and a half. Yeah. Oh, but Dude, that could that's be kind of crazy. Oh, I think I would fade Vegas here and take the 40, uh, Ravens. Ravens. No, I would just cover. I would. I 100% think, think the 49ers are going to cover. I think they're just a better. Like, they're just better. I like the 49ers. It's their Super Bowl to lose. They're oh, by far the best. Team. Has the racism buff. Oh, oh no. no! And the Niners are at home. Oh god. Oh no. So you're coming over to my side of the camp now. Uh oh. Damn it. Um, um, just just to make things interesting, I think the Ravens are going to cover, but I don't think they're going to win. It's going to be a closer game than we I think. think. I think it's going to be a closer game than Vegas thinks, but plus five. Oh, that defense it could is so also good. Just be a blowout. Like, I could, yeah. Know. The issue is, I could totally see a blowout, but I could also see like Lamar Jackson pulling this out of his ass and like actually making it a game. Yeah, exactly. I just don't know. I just don't know. Uh, God, I'm just gonna say, I think it's gonna be a close game. The Niners are gonna still win. I am gonna agree with you. Yep. Okay. I'm um, 49ers got them, but I might alt spread the 49ers by over a touchdown. Damn. And Damn. okay, a little Justin Cook up parlay here. Here's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm taking the 49ers minus like seven or seven and a half, depending on what like the split is. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna take the Cowboys money line and the Texans money line. Cook up a little parlay there. Um should should be worth your uh should be worth your, You're so your money. It's so cooked. Well while I let while I let you know the odds on that, uh has your Super Bowl bubble or window changed at all in light of recent events? I, I don't. It's the same thought I had a few weeks ago. I don't know. <laughs> like I, I legitimately cannot tell you how this playoffs is going to play out. Like it's not clear cut or obvious. <laughs> like last season, everyone's like, "Yeah, the Eagles are going to make the Super Bowl." It was pretty obvious we we're going to make the Super Bowl this season. Like, yeah, how, what last season? Oh, last season. Last, oh, last season. No, this season, no. Oh, I was like, the 49ers are really good, pal. Like, the only, like, I, I can say, like, yeah, I can sit here and be like, 49ers, yeah, they might just breeze through the NFC, whatever. But AFC's a bloodbath. You never know. Yeah. So, my Super Bowl thing is, I'm just going to wait and see how everything plays out. Yeah, I mean, there's, at this point, there's genuinely just no way to know, because there's no clear-cut winners at this point. Besides the Niners, but we'll see. They are notorious jokers. So, all right, folks, I put the bet down on what I said. I've got the pull it up right here. Oh, Embiid, fifty-one points against the T Wolves. Hey, I was just going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> three-leg parlay: Texans money line, Cowboys money line, San Francisco T's down to minus seven and a half. Um. You can get that at plus nine sixty eight, three dollars to win thirty two. 
you'll come back to me next week and I may do a lot of money. I'm gonna fade um, don't that. Take, I'm gonna don't, fade that. I'm fading. Don't take gambling advice from me. Dolphins money line, Browns money line, and I'm betting the Ravens to cover seven. Well, the are you teasing the Ravens seven? It's five and a half now. I teased them. Oh, oh, whatever. I'm just gonna fade your parlay. <laughs> okay, you're gonna fade my parlay. So he's gonna well, do the exact opposite, and then you both are gonna lose. You're you're gonna That's get funny. no good. You're fading my parlay is no good odds. It's like, oh, Justin's parlay won't hit. <laughs> so you could bet five dollars and make like a penny. Just to spite you. Just to spite. Um, and as Raj mentioned, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers went up against the best team in the Western Conference, arguably the best team in the league, with Shut two up. great centers. Um, playing tonight, and Joel Embiid dropped 50 points. Give him the MVP award. Um, they win by 14 against Minnesota. The 76ers are so back. But what did it cost? All cost that, the Eagles lose in the second round. Hey, we we hey, sacrificed the Eagles for the Flyers. Go Birds! All right, anyone else got anything else? Go Flyers! I'm all good. <laughs> no, we can't do that here. Yeah, go all Rangers! Right, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. This is the Coconut Curry Podcast. Happy holidays to all, and we will see you next week. Tommy DeVito, please don't die next week. Fire Brian Johnson. You're welcome,